Danny, I know this podcast is about love and relationships, or at least half of it is. Yeah. Um, I, something that I never told you is Uh-oh. that, uh, I know, this is breaking news, is that I want to congratulate how brave you are about how much you love sex. Because, <laughs> um, because... Wait, what? News to me. <laughs> yeah. Because the first show that we ever did for mint we did the game five things and during the game five things you have to describe five things that you love and the second thing that you said was it was it was something like i love puppies i love fucking i love and i was like and i had known you for two hours at that point wait is this real did this really happen this is what you did i guess when i get nervous i say things (laughs) <laughs> like it's not true about me. Oh, so it's not true. I don't. Oh, it's not true. In love, in love movies. In love, in 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 love, in love. Danny and Nick. In love, in love movies. Da, da, da. Hello and welcome, movie lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick. And I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and this is Danny, and this is the podcast In Love with Movies. Danny, what do we do on this podcast? Well, typically we talk about movies and love. Apparently that includes the act of making it. So <laughs> let's go ahead and make some love today, listeners. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She didn't say I love fucking. She said I tolerate fucking. That's <laughs> I also love that, like... I. Wes asked, can I curse on this? And then when I gave him the, the green light, he's just like, all right, F-bombs right out the and gate. And Peggy's <laughs> not going to be pleased with this episode, Wes. We do have some listeners that do occasionally are like, oh, I can't think about, you know, too much relationship, personal. Nick, who's our guest today? <laughs> our guests, and I, I'm, I'm gonna about to feel terrible. I should have written this down. I completely forgot their last names, but. I know their last names. Our, well, then why am I the one introducing <laughs> the guests? Well, today, friends, we have Wes, Wes, Wesley Whitaker. Sorry about your ears, everyone. And Caitlin, Wes. Caitlin Rob. That's me. But, but soon they, I don't know. Caitlin, are you going to change your name when you get married? Um, right now, it seems like way too much of a pain in the ass I to do curse. it um, because mm-hmm. I have an expired passport. We're going to take our honeymoon this summer. And before getting my passport renewed, I'd have to change all my other documents. So Correct. I'm just like... Do I really want to update everything between the now is... and our honeymoon and cross my fingers and hope that my passport comes back in time? Yeah. It's like, you know, I'll just renew my passport. <laughs> yeah. But Caitlin, that all sounds very familiar. Very familiar. What, Wes? <laughs> I said Caitlin Whitaker just rolls off the tongue. Right? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it does. Actually. It doesn't. It's it's a tongue it's a plug. <laughs> Caitlin Rob. Yeah, that's actually much much easier. I, Wesley oh. Whitaker sounds like you know. Uh, it's that alliteration you got going on. It's the whole deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that is my stage name. My real name is PD. I mean. <laughs> Speaking of stage names, uh, we know Wes and Caitlin mostly uh, because Danny and Wes have actually worked together, performed together. No, no, no you're not. Wes 
is my coach. He picked me. He is that too. Oh, so we were giving, <laughs> this wasn't like a. He's not my friend. He's it, my coach. It wasn't designed to be Wes is, you know, a superior. It is Wes picked me. It is, it is still all about Danny and how, you know, she's worthy of being picked. Well, there's been lots of people that have picked you and some of them are in this room. Oh yeah, you picked me too. Thank you so much. <laughs> I did pick oh, you too. Yes, that's true. You for life. Oh, life. That's yeah. You're you're only stuck with her occasionally on an improv stage. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah. that's enough. Just kidding, Danny. You know I love you. And Wes has picked for life his partner, Caitlin. Caitlin is that is why Caitlin is joining us is because uh, just like me, she's the plus one. <laughs> that's right. This is my podcast. Nick has nothing to do with it. Yeah, did, did, was that how we did it on uh, the Save the Dates? Was no, it Danny's? Sweetie, I made sure that the Smaldwins were on the Save the Date because you know you, you guys are the Smaldwins, right? Yeah. Does it really say the Small? I didn't notice that. Did no, it... no, I, I, no, I was kidding. I was like, that's freaking <laughs> fantastic. We do get packages addressed to us as the Smaldwins. We, we have gotten them. yeah letters that way because as long as you get the address correct, I mean they, they don't know if that's a real name or not, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I wanted to say Danny Smith and guest, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm the one who goes in on our uh, you know wedding website and I make sure that you know even the married people don't have and guest. Like I, I make sure that everyone's partner's name is on there. She keeps every she keeps the trains running on time with the wedding. That's good. That's good. And how goes the wedding planning? Terrible. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's okay. That's how you'll feel until about the day of the wedding. So yeah, until it's over. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love how we are spending months planning one day of our life. You can hear our dog in the background. We're spending months planning one day of our goddamn lives. And we don't even have a dress rehearsal. What are we doing? We're spending thousands <laughs> of dollars on this one day, and we we can't run through it at all. We're just performing it the day of for the first and only time. <laughs> Your emotional support dog. I was going to say the dog is like, "There's something wrong. There's something wrong." He's so anxiety, worked up. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> I asked Nick if I could yell on this podcast, and he said, "I encourage it." So. Oh, great. It's totally fine. You all's mics are like not, you know, I have to be worried about it so close, but you guys have the, the computer mic, so it's less of a less of a bother. Ah, I see. <laughs> and for the rest of this podcast, we will not see Wes's face. <laughs> Wait, is this? So who's our third guest? Who, Priya? What is... This is Priya. This is my dog, Priya. She saw I was getting worked up because of the wedding, um, so she she wanted to check in on me. Oh. And then guest number four... Oh, where's she at? Where is she? Wes, move your head. What? <laughs> Wes, you're in the one. There we go. There she is. Aw. Jojo is in the couch. It's good dog or bad dog. There's one good and one bad. Priya's a good dog. Jojo's a bad dog. Fantastic. <laughs> That's not what I heard. But. Wow. So, yeah. Wes and Caitlin, we brought you on mostly because we like you and we enjoy talking to you, but also because. You're, you're, you got some love stuff going on, a.k.a. a wedding. They are, in fact, in a relationship. They are engaged. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit? And I know you got engaged during quarantine. Um, I think you were engaged for multiple months before I texted you one day, Wes, and I was like, excuse me, sir, um, hi, are you engaged? And he's like, oh, yeah, I did that a, a while ago. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know. So can you tell us, both of you, a little bit about uh, 
how the past year has been with your relationship and all that. Yeah, we are the only couple that I know of that got married before we got engaged. Yep. Oh, so, you're married? Yeah, yeah. We actually got our legal paperwork done in April 2020. Do you want to tell them more? <laughs> it's like, I, I, my I, head I just wanna, exploded. I don't want to talk over you the whole podcast. <laughs> just some of it. Just like, you know, 80 to 90%. And then Nick will talk over you the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. We'll get yeah. it covered. <laughs> yeah. Go like, ahead, Caleb. So basically, uh, so March 2020 brought the lockdowns and everything. And in mid-February, Wes had uh, left his shitty job at Yelp. I, everyone hates Yelp, and that's fine. Because, um, <laughs> you know, he was sick of cold calling people all day and getting hung up on. So oh, God, I guess we're never getting them as sponsors. Uh, he had a ton of leads on new jobs that he actually was interested in. Um, but then... Uh, the pandemic hit. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, COVID. Like, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to lock down. And and uh, so at my job, only married couples can be on the health insurance. And in uh, at the end of March, I got hired on from temp to hire at my job. And uh, basically, Wes's job leads dried up right around that same time. Probably and, because everybody was cutting everything and every, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, everywhere was going on a hiring freeze until, like, last Wednesday, probably. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> if you asked them then yeah. when the hiring freeze took place, it was like, this will be a month, at most yeah. three. 26 the, months later. <laughs> the only thing I could get was gig work, mostly Instacart. Yeah, so um, basically I've just, like, we gotta get our paperwork done. Like this is a pandemic and you're gonna be an essential worker. So like, let's do this. Like, and uh, we had a Zoom meeting with the Cook County clerk. Yeah, and they had apparently never worked a computer before. They <laughs> because they work for, yeah, the Cook County clerk. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, then um, that Saturday we, Went to our friend Steve's house. He'd gotten ordained to like marry another friend like online. So uh, we hand him a clipboard and a six pack of warm beer, and he signed his marriage license. Yeah, he wore <laughs> um, a t shirt, athletic shorts, and a <laughs> cap. And he signed the marriage license. It was it was probably the marriage Caitlin has been dreaming of since her time. <laughs> So how did that feel having to take, even even if you sort of at that point are relatively confident, you mentioned you had not technically proposed, so you had not been, I don't know, I, I, I had did a lot of soul searching before I proposed, and <laughs> then there wasn't as much for me between the, the proposal and the wedding. A lot of people ask me in the, that interim of like, you know, how, how are you feeling? Are you like, does it change? Are you confident? I was like, no, I did all the thinking before I proposed. You uh, guys found yourself in, an, in a situation where it kind of made sense to just like, take the leap for sort of practical reasons before you had may or maybe be or maybe not done that thought how's that been uh sorry i don't want to go back too far but when you said you were soul searching danny literally laughed in your face <laughs> <laughs> like what, what how deep that? did you have to search to to say yes danny i want to spend the rest of my life with you okay marriage is <laughs> 
yeah. We'll it's, talk about it's this the link, later. It's the commitment. It, that's, and that's the, no, but this is a really good point because it's the commitment. I, we have said before, and my vows, in fact, included, I met you in August. And by Thanksgiving of that year, I was asking my mother if I could have my grandmother's ring because I knew that I was going to want to propose at some point. Like, I was like, is that still a thing? So I was pretty confident. However, it took another two years after that before I actually proposed. And that is you having to not only go from, yeah, I really like this person. They seem like my person. It's hard for me to imagine life without them. But even if it's hard to imagine life without them, it's like, but am I ready to just like, totally sign that away am i ready to just be completely on board with that idea and me i wanted to be completely on board with that idea before i put the ring on your finger that's fair and caitlin when you have a bachelorette party um the the slogan that comes through the most at least was chanted all night at my bachelor party chanting is same dick forever so i get it do you want to make that commitment sure sure we have talked before. This is going to really get your Aunt Peggy uncomfortable and other people that do occasionally listen to this. We've talked before, you and I, about I, I am very attracted to all of your parts. In fact, some of them very specifically, ones that I won't name by name because I okay, worry about people you. getting vulgar. But you have a very nice one. I very much enjoy it. But even said that, you know, the idea of having to admit to never having another one of those ever again for your entire life, <laughs> that's hard. So, anyways, your voice got progressively higher the longer you went on. <laughs> it's not uncomfortable at all. Uh, back to our guests, Wes and Caitlin. How no, no, long no, were you? To- you can go back to you. It's fine. <laughs> How long were you together before March of 2020? Good question. Four years, four and a half. Uh, let's see. We got together in October 2016. That's correct. Yeah. So that would be three and a half. Wait. No, it's four and a half. Uh-oh. No, it's three and a half. Carry the one. It's three and a half. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) How to subtract and add. It gets confusing when it goes from 20 to 21. What is time anymore? Let's be real. (laughs) So Um, did both of you know that, like, this is your person? This is who you want to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah, I was planning on proposing to her on her 30th birthday, but because of everything that she just described, we needed to, I needed to get health insurance in case I came down with COVID. Sure. So uh, we decided to get married. And then um, then a few months later, we were walking the dogs or we on a walk and I just dropped on one knee and I had bought a ring and I proposed to her. And I <laughs> shouted to, this is, we were still in lockdown. Uh, so I shouted to the neighborhood, we're getting married. Aww. Two people across the street started like whooping and clapping for us. Oh, it was really my... adorable. That is so awesome. That's Aww. such a great story. Yeah. I love that as a proposal story. That is very sweet. I love yeah. it. <laughs> and I tried to like think of sweet things to say. And I think all that came out of my mouth was gobbledygook. So... And then it just ended with, marry me. Uh, <laughs> was it on her 30th birthday? Do you remember what I said? Yeah. What I said? Oh, you, said um, you said uh, nothing should take this away from any woman who's getting proposed to. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Because you knew that, like, I always kind of dream of, like, one of those, like, cute proposal flash mobs and... You know, I'd always visualize like going to our favorite bar with friends afterward and like 
you know, yeah, we're engaged, like, you know, kind of thing. But, mm. you know, obviously that wasn't happening. But, you know, there you were with my ring mm -hmm. and making it special. So. And then I finish it up with, marry me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part he remembers. That's okay, Wes, if it makes you feel any better. I proposed in the bathroom while Danielle was brushing her teeth. So the part that I remember is her just screaming with toothpaste coming out of her mouth and not being able to come up with an answer. <laughs> Are you really serious? Are you really serious? That's what I remember. Wow, Danny, you were frothing at the mouth. I yeah. literally was. Yeah. That's how excited I got her. Caitlin, I also dreamed of like a flash mob or I actually thought Nick was because he's been to 90 I think at this point it's probably 90% of my shows at that point it was like 100% of my shows and I was like I think he's gonna propose on stage it was one possible plan that was in the fire but you know what having it be intimate I wouldn't have chosen the bathroom <laughs> I don't think it was planned Nick had another like cute little at home plan but That's it was true. very Sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Get down on one knee and you're still just the same height. Caitlin, have you turned 30? Yeah, yeah. Um, I turned 30 in 2020. So Okay. So was it on her birthday still, Wes? No. No, okay. it was about six months before. Five, six months but before. We were already married, so right. uh, what's the old phrase? The cows were out of the barn. Was that a phrase? It was August, and you'd always told me I was going to do it on my 30th birthday. So I did it a month early. Yeah, so it was August. Well, at that <laughs> So I have to ask, uh, so sweetie, your bachelorette party is coming up. What are you planning oh. on doing for that? Yeah. Oh, he's going to make her say this on mic. I love it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So um, I'm from Wisconsin, which this like this month I'm very embarrassed about, um, yeah. to be honest. Uh, but my bachelorette party, we're going to go up to the Dells. Yeah, and I love Dells! <laughs> and I have told uh, my, my best friend here in Chicago that if I don't have a penis straw coming out of my nose at 3 a.m., <laughs> then we're doing it wrong. Like, I feel uncomfortable celebrating this in Chicago because I'm afraid that, like, Former co-workers, future bosses, <laughs> uh, <laughs> police <up>. officers. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, a little, I'm a little concerned that those people... There will be someone in a police uniform. I can't promise that they'll be a legitimate officer. Um, I actually prefer firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Caitlin, there is a, there's one club in Wisconsin Dells, and it's called Wet. Are you aware of this? Wet with two Ts. I mean, what a name. What a name. And so listen, I was in Wisconsin Dells early on in my and Nick's relationship, so he wasn't invited. Um, it was my brother in like 20, probably 2015. Yeah, that's and they had the, we were staying at the wilderness and they're like, hey. We're going to stay in the wilderness. I love the wilderness. And we're, they were like, there's this new club opening across the street. We'll give you free tickets. So me and my brother, my little brother went <laughs> clubbing at wet with two teeth and it's called wet because not only is it the water park capital of the world obviously but like they have showers <laughs> in the vip sections of the club where you get wet <laughs> i do not recall hearing this part of that story yeah there was a bunch of girls up on a balcony and they saw my brother who's a handsome fellow and they're like Aah! and then just dripping in like water and it's, it's wow. wild so i really hope you go there i really think you need to go there that does sound like a time. <laughs> <laughs> da -da -da.
you know. Actually, like uh, when, um, like the first time I saw Wes, he was on stage doing improv. Much skinnier. Well, I don't. Necessarily I'm thinking it has more to do with the charmingness of you on stage, my friend. Yeah, I think that's the like, point she's making. He's like, funny. I, I he get good what I like to call talent boners. Um, yep. Where, like, it doesn't necessarily matter what, like, someone looks like on the outside, really. If they sure. are a good actor, good musician, really smart. Like, I was always that, like, girl who, like, fell for, like, the nerds in school, like, in middle school, because... They were always like raising their hand and like getting really complicated answers. <laughs> like, ooh, you know the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> Without naming names, we have had experiences where I, I think I can say Danny definitely gets the same talent boner. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Wes, I was talking over you. On the stage, and I thought he had fantastic stage presence, and he was easily he the does. best improviser up there. And um, and I was just like, to my best friend, I was like. Who is that? She's like, oh, that's Wes. You should fuck him. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Uh, what if, if there's anything else? Is there anything else that the two of you would say, especially, you know, where you're at in your relationship now? We've talked about how things have progressed and changed, maybe. In your relationship now, what would you say is sort of the secret uh, to you all staying happy and in a healthy relationship at this time? Communication. I, like I know it's a lame answer, but it's it's really the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, also, couples therapy. Uh, even okay. though we don't necessarily really need it, it, it's just nice just to check in every couple weeks with uh, with somebody else and her just to like put us back in uh, in the proper alignment. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, like, and I, I think like being like Nick, I do you consider yourself like a comedian or an improviser of any? No, in fact, I've been told I'm specifically forbade from doing any kind of improvisation. Improv but, uh, that's thing. probably because you're not an excruciatingly fucked up person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Caitlin. <laughs> like, I, like, I might disagree with you there, happening. but I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> but like, Wes and I met doing improv where like everybody like wears their like fucked upness like a badge of honor, you know, yeah. and and like. And, you know, you hear all the time about, like, you know, comedians, like, getting together and breaking up and, you know, it goes down in flames and whatever. But uh, we, like, I don't know. I think that we were both at a point in our lives where we were just like, you know what, like, I love you. Like, we want to, like, settle down and, like, make this work. And, like, I think we were both just like, you know what, like, we both got issues. <laughs> so we need to... <laughs> like work through them together and you know it's and and like just make sure that we can you know be happy and healthy and things like that so yeah i think that's great i mean i danielle and i try to be very careful not to sound like this podcast is about us telling other people what the secret is to relationships we're just kind of talking about like what's been working for us or working for our guests but i would agree with all of what you just said not only communication as much as it sounds cliche but the idea that like hey we are human Therefore, we are flawed. And like anything in life, I think we, we want the fairy tale that comes from other forms of pop culture of like, 
you know, you get to a certain stage and then it's happily ever after and, and nothing ever goes wrong again. And people are just perfect from that day forward. And whether it is finding faith or things like that, that I know I've had experiences with or finding your partner, it's like you want to think like, oh, we found the person. Now we're in love and we will never have problems in our relationship ever again. Yeah, and like, in my honestly, experience, I, that's I absolute that, bullshit. <laughs> that is probably the most toxic message that we get from Disney. pop culture as a whole. Like, I was about yeah. to start listing things. Oh God, yeah. Like, pop, like pop culture things that give us that idea, but it's everything. Like, it's in songs and plays and movies and, like, it's yeah. It, uh, and and you know when when you're like you know looking for something that is, you know. That, that you're like, oh, okay, like I, this is what it's supposed to look like, right? It, it's like, uh, you know, J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey in The Wedding Planner. And, you know, everything's hunky-dory <laughs> as soon as he leaves his fiance, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, they, and it's great. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason why romantic comedies end at the wedding. Right. And, <laughs> like, they don't, they don't show you the work that has to be put into the relationship after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, people don't show you the imperfection that is like, yeah. first of all, I'm with Nick all the time. <laughs> Holy cow, that's a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've met him. It's a lot. I am a lot. It is, yes. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of me. I'm a big guy. No, I'm just kidding. And you're with me all the time, and Indeed. that's a lot, too. Well, I do think this is a good time for us to maybe move on to our you're last right, segment right. before we go on to the movie discussion. Okay. So, Danny, what is our our final segment in our love hack? Uh, sure, yeah, Nick. It's called a... Uh... <laughs> Every time. Every time. It's called Closer Through Science. Hashtag Closer Through Science. This is like our 30th episode, everyone. This... <laughs> I always forget what it's called. And it's uh, where we take a peer-reviewed article from this person at all what uh -huh. was their name Aaron you're, Aaron you're, that's at doing all. great so far um and it's a study actually it's seen on a lot of social media where it's just like a bunch of questions where strangers ask to one another and then they get closer through the end of answering all these questions so we like to ask ask you all um one question and we have done this for like 30 episodes like Nick said so the questions are getting deeper and deeper so um get ready oh, god in the actual process of the the uh the questions you would normally start easy and then it yeah. ease into this but i actually think there's one here that we haven't asked of anyone yet and it's okay. going to be perfect given that i feel like i've already answered it uh, on this podcast so the vulnerability is going both ways so here's the question when did you last cry in front of another person and when did you last cry by yourself oh Caitlin, you cry every day. <laughs> so, like, six hours ago. When she didn't okay. have her bagel. <laughs> when the bagel wasn't ready. Your, your bagel was under toasted. Uh-oh. <laughs> I actually don't cry every day. Um, let's see. I, let's see. I think I, I cried by myself, like, the other night. Okay. Why were you crying? I knew that like, was going to be the follow-up. Because uh, we had just, like, gotten into, like, an argument or something. And, oh. like... Oh, well, like, now I feel like shit. <laughs> oh, no. oh. We've already That's talked about this, Wes. There's no reason to feel like shit. This is just part of life. It happens. Uh. <laughs> that is exactly the last time I was crying by myself. Really? 
yeah, when, when you came, and then, it, like, oh, yeah. it's the same instance. It literally was like, I was crying by myself, and then she happened to come find me while I was painting some cabinets, crying by myself, and then I cried with her. So, anyway, Wes, what is your answer to the question? Well, I'm trying to think of the last time I ugly cried during a movie. Ooh, I, I there you go. When I watched Les Miserables in the, in the movie theater, like, we can talk about the flaws of that movie all day and all night, but at the end, I didn't know the ending. Mm-hmm. So oh. I, I can't remember if I was alone or if I was with somebody, but like, no, I was with, I was with uh, my girlfriend at the time. Um, and I started, you know, you, you know, when you have that cry and you can't stop it and you try to hold it in. So you start sure. doing it. <laughs> like I was doing that shit and tears and snot were streaming down my face. Um, but the not fun answer uh, is probably back when my dad passed away. And um, that was like over a year ago. Yeah, I can't remember a time that I cried uh, since then. I don't know if you know this, Caitlin. Society has a tendency to make us feel like men are not allowed to cry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Except when we watch Les Miserables, <laughs> then, it's, then it's allowed. And Hugh Jackman realizes he's dead. Like that's. <laughs> he's just right. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> wow. Jinx. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, both of you, for, for sharing and being vulnerable with us on mic. We greatly appreciate that. Yeah. So um, uh, we applaud you for it as well. Also, and crying is great, and sometimes you just have to cry to release. It's a very cathartic experience. Much more uh, successful cathartic experience than punching pillows uh, or shooting anything, by the way. That's a study that I've read before. Um so with that, though, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break. And then on the other end of the break, we are going to be discussing a movie. And Wes and Caitlin, what movie is it we're going to be discussing again? Doctor Strange! I love that you all did the improv thing, too, by the way, where you looked each other in the eyes so that you knew how to say it together at the exact That's same correct. moment. That's how you do it. Oh, great. Um, we'll be right back. <laughs> In love with movies. Da, da, da. Hey, and we're back. back. Welcome back, movie lovers. Thank you for uh, sticking with us through those quick plugs. And now we are all back. I'm Nick. We don't usually say this. <laughs> like, they know who we are. I thought it would be so much fun to mess with people. Okay. So we are going to be talking about what movie, Danny? Uh, 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 Doctor Strange. <laughs> yes, indeed. Doctor Strange. Great. So, Doctor Strange, a little bit of a opening credits for anybody who is not familiar with the movie, or some pieces you might not have known. Came out in 2016. Obviously, I think most people know it stars Benedict Cumberbatch. At the time, we kind of pretty much only knew him from Sherlock, as I'm sure most people might have. Uh, we've got Chiwetel Ejiofor. I know him from The Martian, primarily, before this movie, although people might know him from 12 Years a Slave. Uh, Machel, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Rachel McAdams. Obviously, we know her from Mean Girls. Uh, Tilda Swinton is 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 kind of like crazy and is just like an awesome actress and how amazing she is and how she can embody pretty much anything and anyone. But I mostly know her from Constantine. And then uh, anybody who knows Mads Mikkelsen, uh, now uh, sort of award-winning actor. But I, all of the actors in this, I was impressed by. Like I was like, oh, this must be awesome. And then I realized all the actors are the people that carry it. Because then when you get to the director, it's this person named Scott. Derrickson, and nothing against Mr. Derrickson, but I have, like, nothing that I know that director from, and when I looked at his IMDb, it's, like, a bunch of horror movie credits that oh. I have just zero experience with. 
Uh, and then the writer is uh, John Spakes, I think is how that's pronounced. And I, I made mental note of the fact that it's very interesting that uh, he, he apparently was the screenplay writer for Dune, which, uh, you know, recently came out and people may be enjoying that movie still in theaters at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. So that's the basic opening credits, the, the people behind the movie. But now, real quickly, in case you have not seen Doctor Strange, dear listeners, Danny, it off. Danny is going to summarize <laughs> the movie uh, for you all. In everyone's favorite segment, it's time for Danny's Dingle. Time for Danny's Dingle. Did you all recognize that voice? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is the lovely Ben Air Bear. Air Bear. Air Bear. A Bear. I can never. Ben Air Bear. Ben, ben Herbert. A fuzzy bear. What? Him. Okay. A fellow, a fellow improviser. A fellow with, with the music. Okay. But so, Danny. Uh, give us your dingle. Uh, okay. Time. Question mark. Jerk face doctor. Poor, poor woman. Don't text and drive. <laughs> Spiritual realm. Uh, books. Ripped out books. Dormammu. Forward, reverse, forward, reverse. Natural laws? I was going to die here anyways. <laughs> I don't remember how it ends. How does it end? Wow, literally doesn't remember the ending. <laughs> oh, literally then, doesn't remember the ending. And apparently. then a cape. <laughs> the end. Then a cape. The end. Very well done. Thank Very you. well Thank done. Thank you so much. I hope our listeners are even half as entertained by Danny's dingles as I am. Thank you or so much. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, now that everyone's familiar with the movie that we are covering, uh, we'll each share our love stories. We're going to save our guests for last because they are the ones who selected this movie and therefore I think probably have a, a more interesting love story than we do. Danny, what is your love story with this movie? Yeah, I have never... Well, Nick watched this movie, I think, when it came out, like after it was out in theaters and you watch it again and I fell asleep to it and I didn't really care. <laughs> so then the real first time I watched it was last night. Okay. So <laughs> but I have time. seen almost every other Marvel movie since. So like, thank you for making me add this to my collection. Go ahead. Very sweet. <laughs> um, I, I find it funny that the trend continues, by the way. I get to use this podcast as ways to get her to watch movies that she would refuse to watch for me. But if someone else is making us do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, my love story isn't that much more interesting. I did see it in theaters. I think it was probably one that I went to alone. Uh, if you are listening to this and you are a friend of mine that I went to with it, please forgive me and just say like, hey, just message me and say, hey, Jerkface, we went and saw that together. Um, probably started the show. Did you see icon. it with your mom? I, I hope not. Um, and then, you know, really, I've seen it a couple of times since then. I've done a couple of rewatches of all Marvel movies, so I've seen it, you know, since. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of, the thing I remember most about it is it being very uh, Inception-inspired, which I'm sure we will talk about as well. But that's my love story with this movie is I've seen it. I enjoyed it well enough, and we'll talk more about my feelings on it as we go on. But Wes, Caitlin, you specifically seemed to have no question when we said, hey, Pick a movie that we'll talk about. You were like, Doctor Strange, that's what we're talking about. So, what is you all's love story with this movie? Why are we talking about it today? Um, this was the movie we went to go see together um, on our first real date. 
Oh, that is friggin' adorable. Oh, <laughs> uh, we went down to, let's see, what was that? Um, I'm not sure if it's still there anymore, but it's that movie theater that's down at the end of Damon, your wicker, and... Uh, we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> this The one that you go to. Near Damon, what'd you say? What's that one that you go to? Webster, Regal Webster? There's yeah. the Regal Webster, then there's the Regal Stadium North. That's on uh, Western, Western Avenue. Wow. Yeah, we went there. Let's say that. Yeah, okay. Well, I remember getting on the Damon bus with you and taking a selfie that's still on my Instagram. It's Aww. Yeah, yeah. And it's you like, want this guy I'm starting to like. <laughs> yeah, we're making like a very goofy face and we're clearly on the bus together. <laughs> Before we had a car. Yeah, we didn't get a car together until 2018. This is our first real date. Yeah, instead of a baby, we got a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I just remember, uh, you know, riding the bus down together and like going to see the movie. And I specifically remember thinking that the trippy scenes in this movie were like extra trippy because I was either like hungover or kind of stoked that day. Or both. Or both. <laughs> Because this is 26-year-old Caitlin we're talking about. <laughs> and, She's um, very different from today's Caitlin. 30-year-old Caitlin doesn't do any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Today, she stoned and hung over. So, see. <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah. And, uh, and then I remember, like, going out to the bar afterwards with you. And, like, we had, we had like, our first, like, real, like, in-depth conversation. I remember. And I, I don't even remember the bar that we were at. Was the in-depth conversation spurred on by the trippiness of this movie? Were you talking about multiverses and those no, things? No, actually. Like, um, I specifically remember, like, sitting across from you and, like, um, oh, wait, no. I was on, like, a weird medication now that I remember. I, I had bacterial vaginosis. But- <laughs> <laughs> we're getting Honestly, like, if you're on those meds and then you drink, right oh, when you're on that medication, I've been like, there, Caitlin. I have been there. Oh my god, yeah. And you're like <laughs> on your like third date, and you're just kind of like, well, I'm really trying not to drink right now. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, let's go to a bar. <laughs> but I remember like sitting across from you, and and like, uh, you know, we were just kind of like talking about random like personal stuff and. And I was just, I was, like, telling you a story about, like, my previous dating life, I think. And you are just like, have you been to therapy before? And I was like. <laughs> On your first real date, Wes? <laughs> yeah. I think it's a natural question. <laughs> hey, we got pretty real with each other on our first date. I think that's one thing that works out. We've talked about this. You don't, like, hide who you are. Or, I don't know. Personally, I'm like. The dating game, if you don't actually want to end up with a person, pretend to be a different person when you're dating. That's totally fine. But if you have any inkling of this might be a person I want to spend the rest of my life with, just start getting real as soon as possible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. So, yeah. So, I I didn't mean to to interrupt, but, like, this wasn't our first real date. It was our first movie date. We'd had dates before that. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, maybe Caitlin doesn't count it as a real date until there's a movie and dinner. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that. There wasn't even dinner. <laughs> I mean, do you like? Do you count karaoke? At yes, Dino's? I count karaoke at Dino's. Oh. I, I don't count karaoke. 
<laughs> Listeners, I think we are witnessing a fight oh. making happening right now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Westifer, does this um does this movie stick out to you as like one that's kind of a, a beginning of your relationship movie? I'm sorry, I feel like I'm looking in the 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 lost ark right now and your face is melting. Well, see when when I brought up oh hey, we should talk about Doctor Strange with Nick and Danny. Oh, he was God. just like Are you gonna bring this up? He yes. said I thought I saw that movie with that like other woman I was I was oh. <laughs> What? So like we were just like, <laughs> casually dating and like and he was just like wait that was you for those of you who aren't watching this on Damn. our stream wes had disappeared from the screen he's for choosing to try and hide a long amount of time <laughs> so i'm gonna get this straight then so the reason we're talking about this is because caitlin remembers this as being a important turning point the defining moment where you sort of started your relationships it was your first date but to wes it was just some movie he went to with some other girl that may or may not be the woman he's now married to. <laughs> well when you put it like that <laughs> like a dick <laughs> if it makes you feel better wes there's definitely been other movies in our lives where i've said to danny i was like didn't you see that with me and she's like no <laughs> like i could have sworn i was at a, with a girl and she's like well uh, you know, timeline-wise, that may have been before we would have been going to movies together, so maybe you did see it with a girl. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So it happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you picked this movie because, like I said, it was one of my missing pieces of the Marvel Universe. And it becomes especially critical because whether you like it or not, you're going to be going to see Spider-Man with me. And oh. <laughs> listeners, oh, this will yes. be released sometime after Spider-Man is already in theaters. So uh, you may already have anything. We may speculate or comment or say things about how we think this will go, since anybody who's seen a trailer for that new Spider-Man movie knows that it deals with things like the multiverse and Doctor Strange is going to be in it. So just know that, you know, if we say something that sounds silly and you're thinking to yourself, you dummies, th th that's not what ended up happening. It's just know that we haven't seen it yet, so we have no, uh, no thoughts or feelings. But uh, so what are you all's memories of this movie, in, in, aside from not knowing who we saw it with? I just want to comment on the whole Spider-Man thing, because I want to tell this story really quick. Uh, I, I was so excited about the new Spider-Man trailer uh, that, I'm sorry to date this podcast, but I was so excited. I watched the trailer like three or four times, and I was like, Caitlin, you have to watch this trailer. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about this movie. Yeah, and, and but, 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 okay, we had just seen the Eternals on Sunday, and we were sitting <laughs> down to re-watch Doctor Strange. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> we are going to watch this awesome trailer. And I showed it to her. And again, this is like two and a half minutes of her life. She could not have cared less. <laughs> I'm with you, Caitlin. I watched it through a mirror as I was putting my makeup on. And Nick was like, <laughs> like screaming. It was a trailer that like I normally watch a lot of things just on my phone, you know, YouTube, whatever. I literally was like, I'm going to stop. To watch this on a television because I am so excited about it and I wanted to share it with my wife so I did it while she was getting ready in the morning yes. and yes I was freaking out and she's just like okay as she continues to apply her eyeliner or whatever okay I don't wear eyeliner <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway. I hear you, Nick. I just wanted to share my excitement. I very rarely get excited about anything. I'm 36 years old. <laughs> Life has nothing else to give me. I'm going to share this with my wife. <laughs> she could not care less. Yeah, so I guess this movie has is going to be a big deal into the next movie, whatever. So let's talk about the movie. <laughs> Where do we start? So I don't know about you all, but I think we could start with the fact that, because I will say, I don't know if this has to do with how we were watching it or if it is the movie is getting old and getting dated, because it is now five years old. I think you know where I'm going. Danielle and I both at different times turned to each other and kind of said, wow, the CG doesn't really hold up. It's pretty bad. Um. At least when we saw it now. When the worlds are folding on each other, I think it's... Stuff like it's that, yeah. Yeah, bit. you can see the edges. Now, I will say, I have watched it again. I was watching it on the same television the last time I watched it. Rewatched it was last year. Um, and from uh, Disney. So, right now, as of this recording, Disney Plus had something on it that said, Now! And I wrote this down. IMAX enhanced. It said oh. it is IMAX enhanced. And so, I admit, I remember thinking like, oh... The images look really crisp, and this looks really nice, and that must be the IMAX enhancement. And then it got to the CG, and I was like, oh, I can see all of the flaws and all of the lines, and I can tell that this is computer graphics. So I don't know if it's maybe the IMAX thing of it all. I don't Did know. Did we watch the IMAX enhanced version? There didn't seem to be any other option oh. on Disney+. Plus. It was the IMAX enhanced. So I don't know if maybe, listeners, you can tell us if somebody's got a copy of the original Blu-ray or something like that. You could be like, no, it still holds up. What yeah, did you all think of that? So you all watched it on the Blu-ray. Did you you thought it hold up? You you watched it a couple of weeks ago or something? Yeah, and it's okay if I'm the only one who feels that the visuals still hold up because I thought it looked as trippy as it did five years ago. I thought it looked amazing. I think it looks trippy. I think the the world bending and when what's her face is jumping from like so well like her the 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 ancient one's first battle with yeah. uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character. And I do want to say that Nick and I just watched inception which is almost the same movie as this because it's the worlds bend on each other and they jump so like and that was better similar visuals it was better done in my and opinion yes i would agree with that but marvel you know what marvel's great um <laughs> my first question she's like note, uh, yeah sure marvel's not bad yeah you know whatever note of this movie is why does everyone walk around with their hood on that's your first note? Yeah. Well, so no, I she said has a problem with the beginning is gross because they chop off that dude's head and I was like, I don't like this. I think that's where I must have tuned out the first time because once there's bad things, I say, no, no. I will say, having that be in the first, like, five minutes, I, it's got to be the, the it's got to be the director being, like, a horror-inspired person because that mm. movie, that moment implies a tone for this movie that does not carry through the rest of the movie. Like, it is not something that has any kind of decapitations uh going forward so definitely not what did you what did, so you all watched it recently just after watching eternals what were your reactions to watching it um my big reaction is uh so kaecilius is that marvel's most boring villain <laughs> who's kaecilius Mad the Michael most Steve. boring the eye guy the bad guy oh well He's not the ultimate bad guy, though. The ultimate bad guy is Dormammu. Yeah, but he shows is like just a... the credits roll. I don't know. I think I talked over you. What'd you say? I said uh, Dormammu shows up uh, ten minutes before the credits roll. That's true. Sure, sure. He, I guess, Kai Silius, is that his name? Sure, Kai Silius. Is a uh, 
a figure of Dormammu. What's the word I'm looking for? Zealot. A pawn? Yeah, a pawn of D- Dormammu. He's Dormammu reincarnated. I just really, I don't remember character names a lot, but I like the name Dormammu. Interesting. Dormammu. Can I, can I show you, you can what show us anything happened on the set of Doctor Strange? What was the director? Scott Derrickson? Yes. Okay, Good so memory. Scott Derrickson walks up to Mads Mikkelsen, like, Mads, Mickey, baby, what you're doing, we love it. <laughs> can we give, can you give us just a little bit more? Just a little bit, like, make a choice. Just, we need something more. And and, and Mads Mikkelsen looks at him and just goes, no. <laughs> this is what I'm bringing to the table. See, I just woke up. I took, I took a fucking Xanax. <laughs> I'm here on set. What more do you want from me? Does this guy ever show up in any other movies ever? I mean, he's in Casino Royale. Oh, as Which a is, bad guy? Yes. Oh, he's also if he like I said he was he, I think I can't remember if he was nominated for an Oscar or just the, I know the movie had buzz. Uh, the one about a guy who drinks a lot at like funerals or something along those lines that just came out this past year. He's, he's a very well-renowned actor, so to Wes's point, it may have been that he was just making different choices. I, Wes, thought perhaps, speaking of CG, another thing that like looked way worse this time I rewatched it compared to the last time was Mads' eyes. Oh, I liked them. Oh, uh, so like I just I, they look cool, but they like this time I feel like I could see the the, the edge of the CG. But what I was gonna say is yeah. Mads is, is a good actor, and like, but I think that acting requires a lot in your face and your eyes. And I wonder if having half of his face, like, just obscured the entire no. movie might have impacted uh, his performance. I disagree. I don't think that was I CG. Disagree. I thought that was makeup. Right? It's, Why would they CG it's, his it's, eyes? It's very clearly, like, purple glitter and, you know, Thank really you. intense eyeshadow. Maybe a little yeah. bit of, like, sculpting wax. I disagree that it interfered with his acting. I think okay. he was just bored. I'm <laughs> sorry, Mads. Do you have someplace else to be? Because right now, <laughs> he was phoning it in. Yeah, exactly. He was like, doing what uh, what Scarlett Johansson did in her last outing. Here's my Whoa, shots fired. Yeah, it's fine. I agree with you. Go back and listen to our Black Widow episode. Um, <laughs> here's my unpopular opinion: Benedict Cumberbatch Uh-oh. is the same character in every movie and every show he's ever been in. He's a dick. disagree. This time, he has an American accent. <laughs> Alan Turing, I think that it was slightly different. Like he was, it was still, dialed like, up. Yeah, like he was still like highly arrogant and uh, antisocial and very intelligent. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was basically dialed up Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. Or dialed up Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. I actually haven't seen uh, Sherlock. You've never seen Sherlock? Ooh, it's actually really We're good. Gonna That's watch a whole Sherlock. other thing. That's a whole other thing. But not like Sherlock, like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock? What is that that is also good. Those, that, those movies are good, but for very different reasons. But Sherlock, yeah. the British version, is amazing. Uh, the, the first movie is good. I, I have never seen the second movie. Not as good, you know, You know, uh, but uh, the performance of, and I'm forgetting the general, the actor's name right now, but the performance of the guy who plays Moriarty in the second one is, is pretty stellar. Oh, yeah, so. that guy's cool. Um, uh, yeah, uh, 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 Hugo Chavez was his name, I believe. <laughs> you mean the former dictator of Venezuela? I was going to say, I'm fairly certain that's not it, but <laughs> sure, Wes, like... 
he switched careers. <laughs> so here's my question going back to what I just said about Benedict Cumberbatch playing the same characters. Though he is a brilliant actor, I feel like that's just his personality and that's who he is. Why do you think they gave him an American accent in this movie? Why couldn't he just be British? I wonder um, that too, actually. Like he just he does an American accent very well. Um, like was like was it necessary to like the canon that he's from New York? Yeah. Or, yeah. I was gonna say. I assume it was because yeah, the character the is, is American. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was trying to think if there was anything like. I mean, he's definitely based in and from New York in the comics, but I can't remember if like there was anything that would have specifically made it terrible or made it different if he had like, you know, it, you know, come here for med school or something and had well, a British accent. But well, can well, you imagine? I mean, because like the uh, God, what are the like centers called? Like uh, sanctums. Yeah, the sanctums Sanctum. are in New York, London, and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So, like, would it make sense plot-wise if, like, he was, like, from, like, from the London Sanctum? Oh, okay, so I see what you're saying there. Uh, in that case, no. Like, I, he could be from London, but, like, him, like, that character very much is at, like, that whatever, whatever, Bleecker Street. It's in New York. It's a thing. I mean, Marvel, basically, like, let's look at Marvel. Uh, everything is either happening at a intergalactic scale or it is happening in New York City. Like, <laughs> but that's just whoever, that's Stan Lee. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's like referenced in like a, and is it Endgame? Yeah. Sure. Yes, Endgame. Because uh, the, the um, you're talking about when they go to Bleecker Street and it's still, because they're back in time, it's still the ancient one who's there, who the Hulk speaks to? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's New York oh. City still. Yeah. And it's yeah. operative. So. so that would be a perfect example of like why it would have maybe not worked because like in the larger canon, that location has to be a new. Okay, York. all right, another hot take. <laughs> the writing in this movie oh, is not good. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, mean, I knew that was going to happen. Uh, she said something about it yesterday, and I'm like, Dune was pretty damn good. So you want to go crap on the writer of Dune? Okay. You do that. I won't you, say it you, wasn't you, you, good. You. I would I would say it's very full of exposition. But then, let me take a step back, Danielle. Give yourself a favor. I needed that exposition to know what was happening. Yes, yes, I agree. But I I will even go a step further where it's, it's, it's like, so this is the first movie where they're introducing magic into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I had no idea they were witches. Yep, it's a thing. Up until um, this point, well, even, Witch, but... they, even when they had magic, like with Thor, they literally go out of their way to say things like, any advanced enough science is, you know, will look like magic. They're basically saying, like, no, Thor doesn't have magic. Thor has technology. You just don't understand it. But this one, they're like, no, it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. Like, they, they bring up a bunch of people about how they're pulling in energy from other dimensions or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. sure. But it's, it's, it's very much like, so they have to, in order to get this movie under two hours, they have to really, and I hear you, Danny, they have to really, like, cover a whole lot of ground in not a lot of time. Yeah, and I, at times I was definitely like, "Hey, slow down, folks! Can we talk about yeah. this shit for a second? Like, <laughs> like this guy's got the boots of Pegasus or whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just gonna breeze over that. Yeah, he can fly because. <laughs> yeah. Let's spend That's a little fair. bit of uh, time on that, but no, we just zoom on. I guess the other note I had. So the first one was the writing is uh, predictable. I guess I'll say. So it was very much like they introduced that book where it's like, no one is advanced enough to read to read this book. And then it's like, I know that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to read this book. 
because no one is advanced. You know, that kind of stuff. It seemed very like the dialogue was setting up exactly what was going to happen. And I think I appreciate more when it's like you're unexpected by what had just happened. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just me. All right. <laughs> Fine. Moving on. <laughs> um, it's a case of Chekhov's book at that point. Like, they reference this book. Yes. You know, and it's like no one's supposed to read that. So, of course. So someone has to read it by the end of the third act? Yes. Of course someone has to read it. That's so I'm getting worked up, Danny. I apologize. <laughs> We're fighting. How dare you speak ill of this film? I would say I didn't expect the pages to come back. I didn't expect him to figure out how to get those pages back, so that was good. See? 10 out of 10. We haven't gotten to that part yet, Wes. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Next note of mine, and you all can step in at any time. I just... I write notes. Danny's just going to keep crapping on this movie and we're just going to keep responding. No. That's how what this episode's going to go. <laughs> Tilda Swinton is an amazing actor. She is the best actor, in my yeah. opinion, in this entire film. Wait, who? Yes. Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Yes, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, I mean, Tilda Swinton is above and beyond. And I know that they've gotten some flack since then. And, and even, I think, uh, Kevin Feige may have come out and said, like, you know, in retrospect... Maybe we should have chosen an Asian actor for that role because it's a, it's traditionally an Asian role. But I think oh. the thinking at the time was the Asian act, the Asian role that it used to be in the comics was also like one of the most offensive stereotypical stereotypes of just like I don't even want to do impressions. But you know, like imagine you know uh, what is his name Mickey Rooney in uh, Pretty uh, Sixteen Candles or whatever movie that is, and like. That's this person. Like, uh, you know, and so they were like, hey, let's lean away from that. What can we do to lean away from that? And so they think they chose her because even though they keep saying her, I feel like, I don't know, she's also someone who's just like above gender and above race. She's like a whole other. Uh, if somebody were to come to me and say, you know what, Tilda Swinton is an alien that we planted here for her to study you all's uh, human race, I would be like, yeah, cool, that tracks. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's so otherworldly looking. Yeah. That, In all the best ways. Yes, I can see her. Like, she played what? She played an angel in Constantine. Constantine. She played the ancient one in this. I'm just like, has she ever played, like, a romantic lead? <laughs> or I don't well, think I, I think the closest to a romantic lead that I can think of is the movie The Beach, which I remember her being in, where she was, like, the head of the, like, colony or whatever on the beach and plays people against each other. Does she ever have long hair? I don't think so. Uh, like, it was to her like, jawline in that movie, if I remember correctly, but that's the same in Constantine. I don't know well, if I've ever seen her with, like, long, long hair. Also, good for a leading woman to be bald, sure. wear no makeup, and still just, like, be like, yeah, I'm a badass. I'm gonna run this movie. Also, did you know that Conan O'Brien gets the most uh, related to or compared to Tilda Swinton? I did not know that, but now that you mentioned <laughs> no. it, I can see it. I can see it. Here, similar uh, enough bone structure. Um, uh, Rachel McAdams drastically underused in this movie. I yes. agree. Yeah. She just basically reacts to whenever Doctor Strange like barges into the hospital. She's like, "Oh, how can I? How can I help you, sir?" Um, I, I wanted more out of her. And then she is never seen again in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is definitely one of those times because it was early enough in the MCU that it was still sort of like, oh, well, if you get one of these roles, you're probably going to be signed on later for, you know, the sequels and everything along those lines. And I yeah. wonder if she, like, kind of, you know, was willing to take the smaller role 
because that character, you know, has the potential to be like a love interest going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, they clearly were just like, nah, never mind. We're not going to do that. <laughs> well, isn't there a second movie coming out? There is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So is she in that? We don't know yet. I, you're right. I don't know. She could be in it. That is accurate. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> just just knowing like where they're taking things with the Eternals and seeing what they're doing with the multiverse and Spider-Man, I just I would admittedly be shocked. I'll tell you the other thing though that I've been kind of sad because and maybe it's just because it will happen, but it's been so long since we had a Doctor Strange sequel. I I wrote down I was like, man. I'm really sad they haven't done a sequel yet because they set up Chiwetel Ejiofor's character, uh, Mordo, to, to be a real cool foil for Doctor Strange. Sorry, I hope listeners can't hear our cats attacking each other in the studio right now. In um, the studio. <laughs> in our office. Uh, but they, they have that great mid-credit scene uh, with yeah. him, or post-credits, and, and it's like, oh, this is going to be so cool, and he's going to be a great, you know, and then, nope, nothing, ever, nope. And we know at least five years have passed in the MCU, so he's yeah. presumably just been wandering around killing people who have, like, disgraced magic or whatever the hell, because the bill comes due. Right, right. And and kind of makes you be like, if it hasn't come up and been, you know, noticed by uh, Doctor Strange, then he's kind of not doing his job. Like, he apparently immediately noticed when Loki was around, and he says in, you know, uh, Thor 3, he's like, I keep, you know tabs on people and it's like well clearly you don't because you're like best friend who's going around killing magic folk uh you know you haven't done anything about it yet this is that's too much connections okay <laughs> caitlin i got a question for you dana's lost in canon she's gonna change the the direction of the talk my next sorry we, note we were was, nerding out too much so now yeah go back go away um uh, my next <laughs> note is very trippy you caitlin you mentioned the the trippy scenes. Do you want to talk about how like that is something that you remembered, or like do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, I do like it personally. I think that having totally unrealistic visuals like that can be really effective in a movie, um, especially like this one. Like between the uh, that first one where Doctor Strange gets like catapulted into like the mirror dimension or whatever Tilda Swinton's trying to show him, and he's just like. What did you put in that tea? Was that LSD? <laughs> was that mushrooms? Like, what was it? And she's like, it's just tea. It's like, you know, and it's the mirror dimension. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really effective device to all of a sudden uh, totally change the visuals. Can we pause and edit this out later? I just got an email where I was offered a paid position at uh, a bar downtown where I basically just, like, host people uh and get them to play it's called the games master position it's gonna be like a fun second gig i can do like a few times a week what so, that's exciting what what place uh it's called ace bounce or uh, oh i fucking love ace bounce congratulations wow. that's awesome thank you i'm gonna be working there 35 bucks an hour baby just like walking whoop, whoop, up whoop. People and like encouraging them to play you know what i mean like that's that's all Encouraging them to play uh, ping pong? Yeah, uh, well, apparently I'm going to be at Flight Club, which is a darts bar. That's right yep, up that's right by uh, my okay, okay. Yeah. So I just I just got that email. That's why I, you know, I, I got very excited. Anyway. That's this, amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, my and God. And we will be visiting you at Flight Club. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. 
Anyway, sorry. Let's go back. Um, it's okay. You only interrupted your wife in the middle of her talking about her favorite parts of this movie. It's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree that <laughs> the trippy. So the trippy part I think I was thinking about is when they're introducing the multiverse, multiverse, whatever you call it. Um, and I, I think I agree with you, Caitlin, that like that's where it's needed. Is like. There's so many things out there that we don't even understand that we don't know. And then I wrote later, like, they show you the dark world or dark web. That's not, that does the not dark seem dimension. Like, sorry, what's it called? The dark dimension? Do you the mean like where Dormammu is? Yeah, I would never want to live there. And it's so weird to me that that's that guy's goal. He's like, yeah, we need to bring Earth into that dark dimension. I was going to say, I don't think anyone besides uh, Mads Nicholson and his <laughs> followers so, are interested in it. so either. strange to me. It's eternal life, and you get like really cool glitter bags under your eyes. <laughs> what is the goal for them? Yeah. Like, why do they want to bring Earth into the dark dimension? Like, uh, eternal life with you're okay, fine, but you you're gonna have shit on your face the whole time. <laughs> and then you live in like what looks like cells to me. I don't yeah. know. It's just very weird. Yeah, I feel like you. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be hard to get used to feeling like you're tripping the entire time because that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Now, speaking of the dark dimension, th didn't Benedict Cumberbatch also play Dormammu? He did? He might have. I don't know that for sure, but I know he voiced Smaug. So, uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Does, does, does that have any cor correlation yeah. to this movie? I mean, The Hobbit. It's, you know, the big bad in The Hobbit. And so it's... Uh, he, I know that he does voice work sometimes. I could see that because his face actually was very square in the same way that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's face is square. So I think that could be correct. Ben, uh, let's go ahead and say yes. I'm looking it up right now. Great. Other things I like from this movie, <laughs> I like I like when they make cool names of things that I want. <laughs> Por ejemplo, the sling ring. <laughs> that was very cool. A sling ring. Um... Another note I had. We're just going through random notes yeah. now. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. What's his name? Oh, Dr. Strange. He learned to read real quick, huh? Like, yeah. that language wasn't even real, and he's just like... Talking about Sanskrit? That was not Sanskrit, was it? Which language? Oh, what's in the book? At least a few of the books were written in Sanskrit. That's the only language that they mentioned. Yeah, yeah, because he goes to see Wong, and he's like, do you read Sanskrit? And then he says and jokes, I'm fluent in Google Translate. But I think you're also oh, to believe that, that he is such a very intelligent person and such a focused, dedicated individual that he attacked it the same way that he attacked, like, studying for med school, which is to say he kept doing it until, he, you know, I mean, the fact that he learns how to do astral projections specifically clearly so that he can sleep so his physical body is resting while his astral projection is still reading a book and still learning stuff. <laughs> like, so he just never stops reading 24 yeah, hours a day. That you wish you had that when you were in med school. But... Uh, yes. Nope. Nick's getting his PhD right now. I very much wish that that was a thing I could do. Now, Dr. Strange. Now, getting strange is a euphemism for having sex. <laughs> Or a vagina. Do you think that, you know, uh, do you think that has anything to do with this movie at all? I think he probably had sex with Christine. No? Christine? Christina. Christine. Christine. So she was getting strange. She, she was, was getting, getting strange. Dr. Strange. 
Um, Doctor. <laughs> do we think? Okay, this is that was one of my questions though, Wes. Is like, what was their relationship before? Uh, because obviously, she named the rule of like can't date at the workplace after him. So they dated. It didn't go well because he's a self righteous prick. He also owns a watch that has an inscription that from her. So they were serious. But then she's such, again, underappreciated Rachel McAdams. Hell yeah. She's such a great character that she's like, I'm not going to hold this against you. And she still saves his life multiple times. Yeah, when he comes, like he disappears for a year. She ghosts him, doesn't answer an email. And when he comes barging in looking like a crazy person, she still saves his life. She's basically a way better human being than he or many people deserve. I would like a Christine reboot. Christine reboot. Yes. Well, in that case, you could, if you wanted to, have a very unhappy Christine reboot and watch the series What If, where one of the episodes is all about a version of reality where the two of them do not split up. They are still together. They are romantically involved. But she dies. And then he can't do anything to stop it. He Instead of like losing his hands, the thing that teaches him to go uh, learn magic is is to try to save her life. And then he figures out how to save her life. And then he keeps winding time back and, and just no matter what he does. So the dude goes crazy. Isn't that fun? So we basically just spoiled the whole episode for you. There, That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you want to go watch it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Yes, absolutely. Um, the cape. I, the cape is I like I remember thinking character. this when I first watched it. The cape is my best, my favorite part of this whole movie. Yeah, I love the cape. Like, the cape had a character. Yeah, like, and I think that's interesting because I feel like in the Marvel movies after Doctor Strange, the cape is not a character anymore. He's a garment that Doctor Strange uses. But in this one, the cape is totally a character and has a personality and motivation and everything. Now yeah. you classify the cape as a. Hey, did we, are we gendering the cape? It. It? She? They. They? They. Hmm. Let's go with they. That seems like the safest bet. Yeah. I didn't realize the cape, I could be wrong. The cape is his relic, right? Yes. yes. I didn't get that till last night when I was sleeping and I was like, oh. <gasps> she wakes up in the middle of the night. Wait a second. <laughs> because there's that one throwaway line where it's like, your relic will find you. I yeah. thought he was just going to get a fire stick, like the other guy. But yeah. he got a cool-ass cape! He did get yeah, a cool-ass cape. And, like, and the cape is almost like a really protective golden retriever. Or he something. wipes away his tears! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> so, Nick, does Danny usually wake up in the middle of the night and beat you awake with, with revelations from movies? Uh, only once or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm grateful that that's not that's not a frequent occurrence. She normally she stews on it herself, uh, and then you know just doesn't realize that she's woken me up is usually the case, and then that's when I go downstairs because I, I can't get back to sleep. She rolls her eyes at me. Yeah. I think there's two other things that we need to talk about. Uh-oh. Before, Time is the enemy. We get to things. That oh maybe. Uh, what I was gonna say is one we got to talk about the Stanley cameo. Oh yeah. And two yes. we should talk about how cool the way that he defeats Dormammu is because I agree with yes. Wes that the sort of the character of Mads Mikkelsen's character, really disappointing villain. Dormammu himself, also not that impressive, but the way that he defeats Dormammu is so much better than, like, Skybeam that we have to defeat that happens in a lot of these uh, movies. So, which should we talk about first? I think we should talk about Dormammu, because, like, right. he's like a waterbed come to life. 
He's like, yeah, I got a lot of panels to his face. Yeah. I just, I thought it was really brilliant because at this point, especially at this point in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, really the only thing that's you know kind of like how we defeat bad guys is we beat them up. Like that's yeah. really what it boils down to. So. Even even in other ones where it's sort of like there is mystique or mysteriousness or like you know uh, surprises that occur, it still ultimately comes down to we beat the bad guy up. So I thought it was really very interesting to have it be like no, he he used his he brain and his him. ingenuity, yeah, and and outsmarts him very much. I that agree. Nice. I really liked it because for me it was very surprising that they're like we have to go, we have to save the last what's it called? Sanctum. Sanctum. Dance. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Uh, they get there and it's already too late. Yeah. And for me, as a like a viewer, I was like, oh shit! I've never seen a movie like this where they don't get there in time. You know, like, especially a superhero movie. Yeah. They always get there in time. Yeah, it really gets you. So then to have them go back and be like, wait, I can change this because there's a place where there is no time, was brilliant. And at first, I was very confused. My brain was itching, but then eventually, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> My my big thing was, um, so maybe Doctor, we, we were only shown, what, a dozen times where Doctor Strange dies. Presumably, sure. he dies thousands of times. I assume that, yeah. Yeah, in order for Dormammu to finally be like, fine, you win. I'll take <laughs> everybody away, and you win. Uh, you know how when you repeat a word so much in your mind, it loses all meaning? Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to see... Uh, Doctor Strange be like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. You know, death. Bargain, I've come to Dormammu. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been good. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, Yeah, I I like how Doctor Strange ultimately defeats Dormammu because Dormammu just gets so fucking annoyed with Doctor Strange. He's just like, get out of that fucking time loop! (laughs) Like, well, you'll have to give me all of Earth and get your minions off of my planet. He's like, fine, God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is brilliant. I agree with you, Nick, that it's like, this yeah. is one of the first Marvel movies that there's fighting, obviously. He killed someone and he was very upset that he killed someone, but the big bad, we just outsmarted him. Yeah. And there yeah. has to, there had to have been a few times where he didn't try to kill Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange annoyed him so much. <laughs> that he's like, Fucking die! <laughs> Why won't you just die? Doctor Strange like mansplains to him uh, to Dormammu like anything at all uh, to the point where Dormammu is just so mad. Yep. Yep. Well, we want to make sure we don't go too long, so why don't we go ahead and skip to the end? Unless anybody has anything else they really desperately need to say. No, this is basically the end. Right? All right. Well, then, so what I mean by the end is the end of our podcast, oh. where we're going to give our heart ratings and our would you renew your vows to this movie. So that is essentially the way I try to treat it. Danielle sometimes goes a little bit off book with these things, but zero to five hearts. Uh, this is so cute watching Wes, like, stroke Caitlin's hair as I'm uh, talking about all this. He's like, I couldn't care less about what Nick's talking about because the woman I'm married to is so gorgeous. And, and she's Nick sitting is so right next long-winded. To me. Anyway, so the, the zero to five is a more or less, uh, you know, objective explanation of how good you think this movie is. And the of your vows is whether or not you would watch this movie again. 
So uh, I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. I'm going to give this a 4.25. Wow. Out of five. That's pretty high for you. It, it is. I really actually do like this movie. I think it's got some flaws. I think that it's not perfect. Um, but yeah, and I would definitely watch this again. I've watched it more than once. Uh, I'm not necessarily running out. It's like middle of the road. I mean, this is, I really like Marvel movies, but I think they're really well done. And so this is to me a middle of the road Marvel movie that gives it sort of a B, uh, solid B status. And that's why I give it 4.25, renew my vows, Danny. Cool. Uh, I give it a 3.5 because I think it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) I will say it was a new take on the Marvel movie. I'm really over punchy, punchy, fighty, fighty. Uh oh, we might die. JK. <laughs> so that was not like this. So don't watch Eternals. <laughs> but I don't yeah. love Doctor Strange as a character. I just, and it's not anyone's fault. That's the way that the comic book was written. So, like, I just don't like him. He's a jerk. <laughs> Fair enough. Will I watch it again? Will I renew my vows? For sure. Whatever. It's Marvel. Those things always come on in our house, so I have no choice. <laughs> So I'm not actively renewing my vows, and Danny says. I'll see the second one for sure. All right, so. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm actually really on board with Danny's explanation of this movie. Like, Marvel is always going to be a thing that is on my bookshelf, on my TV. Mm-hmm. It's the date night that we do whenever a Marvel movie is in theaters. Yep. So you say that like there's something wrong with all of this. Yeah, I know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the butt. Uh, so. um, but yeah, like, I like, I, I like the, um, like, I, I like the way that it fits into the rest of the Marvel universe. I like that uh, it's unique in, in certain ways with the time warping and the kaleidoscope effects and uh and like and the very specific ways that the character develops um so yeah i i think i think danny's spot on with 3.5 i go ahead i was gonna say you're so you're renewing your vows just because like it's it is part of life now it is part yes the marvel universe is (laughs) you're not renewing your vows your vows are being renewed for you is what you're both saying i get you okay yeah okay yep wes what are your thoughts uh so danny and nick uh something you need to know about me is i am so far up marvel's ass (laughs) i'm still gonna give this movie a four and a half out of five love it love it this is while it may be nearer to the middle uh of like my my favorite marvel movies it's still like above the middle um i why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> it's above the median, and like, let's be honest, the median is, is you know, poor. Good for you are like 5.5. <laughs> Six and a half out of five. Uh, yes. Yeah, Danny so, may have uh, given 5,000 out of five before. That may have actually happened, so. Wes needs to manage the, um, the Marvel version of We Rate Dogs on Twitter. <laughs> Anyway, I'm so I love Ted Wood again. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so a 4.5 for Wes. A 4.5 for Wes, and I presume that means you would renew your vows. Are you going to go watch this right after we get off the mic? Yes! Oh, <laughs> this movie introduces a whole different side of the Marvel Universe and a whole different set of powers, and it did it well. Yes, it was exposition heavy. Yes, Rachel McAdams is underwritten. Yes, Mads Mikkelsen 
foamed it in. But it's horrible. But it's. Well, I don't think we can end on a better note than that excitement and passion. So, listeners say, Wes, Caitlin, do you have anything to plug? Follow Monster Mixtape on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, that's all I have to plug. Yeah, and um, I was involved with the writing process with a uh, on Be People Devising Ensemble, uh, we will be having a devised piece performance, hopefully in the near future. You cut out at least on my end of things. So if you could repeat just where that is that you've got a devised piece, Caitlin, sorry about that. Oh, sorry. Um, it's currently in the works and we're hoping to have a web series published soon. Um, and that's Be People Devising Ensemble. You can find us um, on our website. So. Yeah. Be people devising ensemble. Excellent. That's awesome. And that's B E E, right? Yes, as in honey bee. Okay. <laughs> be people. Be people. Love it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much. Sorry. It's on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those things at in love with movies. That's it. In with a, a love with. <laughs> I'm shaking like, my head because get to the point. We're about says. to tell you all of our handles. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yes. then I'll just get to. I love you, Danny. Oh, okay. I, I love you, Nick. <laughs> and we love you, Wes and Caitlin. And we love, love you, movie you. lovers. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at the letter N, love with movies. On Facebook at facebook.com slash with movies and love. And on Instagram and TikTok at in love underscore with movies. You can email us at withmoviesinlove, that's all one word, withmoviesinlove at gmail.com to share your own love stories with us, suggest future love topics that you might want to hear us discuss, or just to say, hey, we'd like to hear from you. Hey. All original music written and performed by Danny Smith with our theme song remixed by Paul Brandt. And this whole podcast was produced and edited by my lovely husband, Nicholas Baldwin. Special thank you to Ben A. Bear for Danny's Dingle and Nick Stretchberry for our website and podcast art. We did it!